Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Monday, Monday, Monday. Must be funny in the rich man's world. Not funny at all when it comes to our elite athletes. The report out in the last week that many are struggling. In fact, almost half have decided that they would be better off quitting the sport because of the financial strain they are under. $23,000 $23,000 a year or under. That's living below the poverty line. That That's two in five athletes in this country. And we're talking the elite level too. So what's the numbers? Over 46% over the age of 18 are earning incomes from all sources of less than $23,000 a year. That $23,000 a year, that doesn't cover rent these days, does it? Car repayments, food, well, now you're gone, let alone having to try and thrive in a sport, let alone survive in life. Mick from North Lakes on the text line, he said, the big four bank- banks could easily fund it. Take the Commonwealth. Correct me if I'm wrong, $10 billion profit wouldn't even make a dent. Mick, thank you. And that leads me into my first guest for today. She's someone who has, well, she's a friend of the show. She has been with us before, very early days. I'm talking none other than Rachel Condos-Fields, who's the co-founder of The Wattle Nest. Rachel, very good morning. The, the Wattle Nest. Talk us through what you do and how this is helping athletes at the coalface. Yeah, good morning, Ben, and an absolute pleasure to be here. And um, thank you to our friends at Zen for shining the light on some home trees, and you've given us such a great platform to do so. So um, long, long story short, over my career, I was hearing far too many stories of financial hardship and um, stories of adversity that our athletes were coming over that just didn't resonate with the Australian public. Most Australians thought that all of our elite athletes representing Australia on the international stage were being remunerated to do so and understood that their training and sacrifices came came with a reward, which is far from the truth. And it's um, really, really quite wonderful now that Australian Sports Foundation have released those findings. And you mentioned earlier over 40% of our elite athletes are living below the poverty line. And that's a statistic that's just simply quite, quite frankly, unacceptable. So the Waddleness was born to, to make a change, um, challenge the status quo and come up with a disruptive funding model so that we can leave a lasting legacy, um, increase the participation in sport and give our athletes the support they need after bringing so much pride to our nation. Right. This is nothing new then to you, the, these numbers. For, for many Australians, it made them sit, uh, sit up and take notice, but you've been noticing this for, for, for years. For years and thought it's time to act, time to do something about it. How does the Waddle Nest work? How does it help athletes? Yeah, so the, the Waddle Nest is designed to connect business with sport and rather than just relying on the government and putting out our hands for funding and grants, we're calling on corporate businesses across Australia to use some of their net profits to make a difference. We know that sport has a social impact on society, so it um, plays really nicely to the ESG policies that most corporations across Australia have in place as well. 
already in the last six months through support of businesses. The Waddleness has directly distributed over $100,000 to athletes. So we've still got a long way to go, but I'm really, really proud of the progress we've made. And I thank Corporate Australia for listening and acting. All right. They, they get something back, though. It's just not uh, a donation, is it, as far as uh, corporates, business, and the business world? They, they get something back. They do. It's a real sense of belonging. So when you're part of the Waddleness community, you belong to something. We um, host several networking events. In fact, every eight weeks we're doing a roundtable that brings the corporate partners and athletes together. And we had one in Brisbane just last week, which was really, really well received. They also get the sense of feeling like they're part of an athlete's journey. The athlete, I'll use Horizon as an example. We've taken six of our elite athletes to regional areas where Horizon have corporate offices to do employee engagement and share those stories. And it's been really, really rewarding. So the employer, the organisation will get as much out of it as the athlete, if not more. And that's what I love about the Waddle We all know that the lessons learned in the the locker room, the dressing room, lessons learned in sport can be translated into the boardroom, in, into the business world. And it could be anything from, from discipline to hard work to resilience to not winning every day, but knowing how to win. How to, it, it, There's so many lessons to be learned. So, so, so the, funny, Ben. They make great employees. Um, I've hired athletes in the past and it's funny when you do a performance review and you say, oh, you're doing a really good job their first thing they'll say is, well, how do I be great? How do I do better? They're always looking wow. at self-improving and, and there's a real sense of reliability, results-driven and determination. Okay, just on that, and, and I want to give those listening now an idea. You just said about they make great employees, but they're not a – athletes can't be normal nine-to-five employees because they train nine-to-five. Many of them, 40 hours a week or more. Yes, you're so right. So um, in the Waddleness community, we have over 120 athletes representing over 30 different sports. And it's fair to say, on average, those athletes are training 36 hours a week, but they're also juggling part-time or full-time employment and study with that. You'll notice the typical day for some of these athletes is a good four hours training before the workday starts, go to work, and then they'll be training till 10 p.m. that night go home, might do a bit of um, study. It's also very different to professional sport in terms of these elite athletes have to then come home, cook for themselves and look after their nutrition and schedule in time for recovery and um, ice baths and things like that as well. So I think for many corporates, the idea of hiring an Olympian or Paralympian sounds really quite enticing, but they don't truly understand the flexibility required in order to do so. Um, with competition schedules and, and travel, it makes it hard for a lot of these athletes to maintain their employment. They might go off on a four-week campaign and come back and someone else has taken their shift. So it's really mm. tough. You are listening to Rachel Condosfield. She's the co-founder of The Waddle Nest. It's, well, it, it's been created to solve a problem that has been in our society, well, can I say for, forever and a day. It is only the select few and those in elite professional sport, they get remunerated and remunerated well for doing what they do, for for being role models to us, for, for giving us the entertainment. Uh, and in the cases of the Waddle Nest, it could be every four years when the Olympics roll around. And the reason why I had Rachel and have Rachel on the program today is I, I can throw numbers at you. I, I can throw stats at you. Like, uh, 43% of elite athletes living below the poverty line, $23,000 a year. But I just knew, really wanted to paint the picture of, of what that looks like for athletes that walk past us in the street that you may work with, that you may see on your daily, or your, your daily goings on, that they are trying their best to bring 
green and gold glory to this country and, of course, in the lead-up to Brisbane 2032, what that looks like. Are you making inroads, Rachel? I mean, it, it sounds like you are, but $100,000, which is brilliant, it's $100,000 that wasn't in the system before, but we're hearing athletes are earning only twenty three grand a year. It, it's amazing. Yeah. You give an athlete $10,000 and they literally burst into tears. And even some of the athletes that have only been beneficiaries of a $500 payment, it's been transformative for them. So every little bit does count. I'll tell you a story if you don't mind. Please. There's a local world champion who's a Brisbane girl. Her name's Karina Haggerty. Most Australians would never have heard of her, but she is a world champion at mini trampolining, the mini double trampolining. She is on her Olympic campaign to get to Paris and at the moment going through the qualification process. Her mother has spent $80,000 in 24 months in order for her to get the ranking points and the travel and the competition in order for her to be eligible to qualify. And in return, she has only received $750 in her career as a gymnast. And that was the prize money she got for being the world champion. So just some stories and some real truth around the matter. That, that, that makes your head spin, doesn't it? When you, when you, so mum and dad, the bank of mum and dad, uh, or maybe mum, I, I don't know her circumstances, 40 grand a year. Uh, for, for many, that's a, that's a wage. That's a, that's, a, that, that's, that's a salary, 40 grand a year. That's what they've outlaid. Just allow her to chase her dreams, to be the best in the world, fantastic. But the return on investment is not there. Yet it could be, and that's what you're looking for with the Waddle Nest, isn't it, to get that ROI? Oh, absolutely. They're doing it for the glory. They're not doing it for the fame and they're not doing no. it for the recognition. They're not doing it for the funding. But I think it's absolutely un-Australian. Un- they need to live. They but- do. Un-Australian for people to be bringing so much pride to our nation, to be living below the poverty line um, and just having to pay for simple things like their own uniform, coaching. It's just unacceptable. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. The question I'm asking today is, should government, you, your taxes, be funding sport in this country, in this state, in this city? Uh, Rachel, it's a question I'm going to put to you because I know you're going into and tapping into the corporate area, which is fantastic. And as Mick from Northlake said, the big four banks, Commonwealth, surely they could stump up and help out. Should, gov- should governments be footing the bill? Yeah, I don't want to be controversial, but government are part of the problem, but also part of the solution. And I think it's hard when everyone in Australia has got their hand out for different reasons. So I don't think it's solely on the government to solve. Mm. I think it's time for corporate Australian and Australians to invest. But I want to throw out an, a concept and an idea that I'd love to see get off the ground. Here we go. Okay. If you look at professional sport, we know that... Um, that it's not uncommon for a professional footballer to receive a minimum salary of $250,000. So I'm putting it out to every professional sport club out there. If you've got someone on your books earning more than $250,000 a year playing sport, give us $1,000 of that. And that alone is going to make a huge difference to our athletes chasing their Olympic dreams. Just $1,000 from every professional playing AFL, NRL, whatever the case may be, if their salary is over $250,000, let's make their salary $1,000 less and pop it into the waddle nest. It's not a bad idea. I'm just trying to do some quick sums on the back of a, well, I'd say a coaster or a napkin, but it's it, it's 30 players in an NRL team, not all of them on 250,000. Say there's 20 players. So there's 20 grand per, per team, uh, rough figures. Times Every team up. could technically adopt an athlete. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't they? And And – and when you say adopt, I mean, you, you don't want money for nothing. They can come in. They can come. They can be your number one ticket holder, get in the change room, share their stories, talk about digging deep, overcoming adversity. Athlete development. I need help to make it happen, though, Benny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, NRL times up by 17, AFL, and that's just the two major footy yeah. codes. Um, cricket, cricket, football, basketball. Um, where do we – yeah, uh, there's $1,000 over we... 250 I yeah. like this, Rachel. That's, I like this. That's part of the solution. And then if you think of all of the corporates out there paying $1.8 million to slap their logo on front of an AFL team, give us $1,000 of that. You'll start seeing all of these small little sacrifices or changes to the disruption. We're not taking away from professional sport, but we're using professional sport and the profile of it to help us promote and advance our elite athletes. It's not a bad shout, is it? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Um, be... While we while we were in the NAB break, we were talking about the idea of what the UK are doing with the national lottery. You, you look at that and you go, that that's a, a no brainer as well. And what and the success that they've had overseas. Oh, absolutely! You can just see it in the, in terms of their medal count and overall performance. The thing that blows me away, we talk about Karina Haggerty, the world record holder, world champion. And she's done it without any funding. And she's up on the podium against athletes that are fully funded. Imagine what Australia could do if our athletes had that financial support and could focus on just being the best that they can be. Our medal count in Tokyo, um, in Brisbane for our home games is going to go through the roof if we start investing now and investing properly. And that's the thing. There's no point investing in 2028 or 2029. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, got to be, it's got to be yesterday, oh, really, absolutely. doesn't it? Absolutely, Ben. And also the fact is when... When our athletes and our youth are getting to that 17 years old mark, we're losing 70% of talent because they are umming and ahhing as to whether they should keep going down a path of sport where there is absolutely no guarantee that they will represent Australia in Olympic or Paralympic Games or get that gold medal. They start feeling guilty about, oh, mum and dad have put so much money into my career, but I might not be able to ever make them as proud as I'd hope to. And they make that decision. We lose 70% of our talent um, after high school where they decide to take a paying role or uh, put their efforts into study. Well, it's, I mean, you say decide to. Yes, it is. Forced isn't. to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a choice. It, it's, called, it's called living. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah. You've, you've, got to, you've got to pay for it. If you don't have a car, you've got to be able to train somewhere that's near public transport. You've got to live. If you're living with mum and dad still, that's one benefit. You've still got to pay board rent, buy food, buy clothes, pay coaches, pay everything. Um, we had Cedric Dubler in here before he went to uh, the, the the Worlds and he was talking about the excess baggage he has to pay for, he, for his poles and the pole. I mean, it's just mind-blowing stuff. Out of the Australian Sports Commission report, the four top findings, the headliners, elite athletes are in financial distress, mental health is declining and there is a greater support in demand for that. Australia risks an exodus of elite athletes and the green and gold runway runway needs investment in athletes. And it's exactly what the Waddle Nest and Rachel Condos Fields is doing. Rachel, hats off to you for you've highlighted, you've seen this problem, you've seen it coming a, a long way back. You formed the Waddle Nest, you're up and running, you're making a difference, but there needs to be more of a difference. You're tapping into corporate Australia. Where else does the funding need to come from? I'm going to put it over to you. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. If people want to get involved with the Waddle Nest, if those listening now are a business that think, you know, I could use the expertise of an elite athlete and what they could bring their skill set, that unique skill set to my business, I could help out. How do they do it? Come to the website, www.waddlenest.com.au. My mobile phone number's on there. I'm not a very private person. <laughs> Send us an email. We would be delighted to have your support. Outstanding. Waddlenest, it's so Australian too. I love it. It's got the gold in the green and gold too. It does. It does. Love it. Rachel, thank you for making the effort of not only coming in, but thank you for making the effort. 
because come 23, well, come Paris next year, there will be athletes that you've helped get there and we'll be celebrating them. We'll be cheering them on. We'll be shouting loud and proud. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you very much, Ben. 9.53, Wednesday morning, off and running. You know the digits, 13, 13, 55, to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation.